Welcome to the Lost Boys Guide to Circus podcast. Hey guys, welcome, welcome to uh, to the Lonely Boys Guide to Circus podcast. Oh man, that's a that's a mouthful. I've never really had to say it out loud like that before. Out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm Andre Augustus, and I'm joined with my co-host Ricardo. I can never pronounce your last name. Yeah, can you do it for me? Yeah. Castaneda. Oh man, I should. Yeah, no. Either, it's tricky though. Either I could learn how to pronounce that, or you could just say your name each time. I can say my name. I can record it for you, and you can just play it again and again. <laughs> and I'll just in editing, I'll just like keep putting just the last bit of your name. Castaneda. 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 Um, I guess we should explain what we're doing, hey. Me and Ricardo thought what would be a nice, like, elaborate way for us to catch up. Because we end up just, like, Skype calling anyway. So, once a month. it would be better to just do something about it, like, to have an... Like, well, Andre had this crazy idea of making a podcast, and I just totally agree with it. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to catch up. Yeah. And have, like, interest topics to talk about yeah we just kind of like record because we end up talking about circus anyway because we both do circus but you guys i guess you'll we won't like talk about our backgrounds now that'll probably develop over the episodes but yeah i thought it would um yeah we just kind of record it and edit it do something fun with it it's something we do anyway so may as well share it in this first episode, we'll start off light. I just kind of wanted to like catch up and talk about some general circus stuff. Um, so yeah, what do you? What have you, have you been up to? Anything interesting? What have you been up to, circus and non-circus wise? Well, uh, circus wise, uh, the Eprofsen test, which is the final exam of the graduates of the school, happened like last yeah. week. So we were being. I saw that on social media. Yeah, we were being really busy, like. Crazy busy, just final exams of all our disciplines like acrobatics, flexibility, like all this random shit that we have to do. And at the same time, like rehearsals mm-hmm. to that show because at the end of the day, it's a show. So in this exam, you have to read a text that you write and you have to read it in French. Oh, well, you have to memorize it and say it in French. And it talks about what you are as an artist and what you want to do as an artist and what your number is, and after you read the text, you go and do your number. Which is kind of strange, but it's really long, because it takes like four hours to complete, and almost all the school is involved into, well, into that show. Yeah, right. Yeah. What about you, though? Wow, well, I want to ask more questions. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. So the yeah, yeah. it's a bit dry, because everyone kind of goes up, they talk about their presentation and then they do it and then it just like goes on and it's just a bit stale and everyone sits there. Like you're, you obviously didn't have to present, but yeah. you have to sit there and, and watch the rehearsals yeah. is just the same, basically. Well, we are the riggers. We're the technical team. So we're moving the cradle up. We're moving the cradle down and then we wait until they finish perform and then we're just yeah. doing like random stuff. So it's kind of heavy and it's really, really long. And they have to make the show three times. So it was Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, no, it's pretty heavy for the brain and for the body because you're doing your number over and over again. 
Yeah. And well, it's your final exam, so you're doing like the best technique you can and like the best artistic you can. So you're pushing your body every time you make your number. Oh yeah, mentally it would be quite daunting as well because it's like this is everything in my past has been preparing towards this. Realistically, you don't really perform a number that technically advanced ever after that. I mean, you might if you if you prepare for like Cirque du Soleil or like some other festival, but really that's the peak of your performance and you do very high level technique that isn't really sustainable sorry in a in like a long-term show or something like that like a show that you perform every night um because it's just a one-off thing so it's it's really yeah there's there's a lot of pressure on it yeah and like because uh, well teachers put a lot of pressure in us and ourselves like we put a lot of pressure into like the numbers and we want to do so the stress is a lot and sometimes they're like shooting mistakes like the lights or like the rigging didn't work yeah right i had like a few problems that i had to solve like on the spot in like in the middle of the show for example we had to pull like a mat with some sort of like pulleys so i was the guy pulling that rope but the pulley system kind of like got stuck so i had to run into the stage and pull the mat by hand and it's like the type of things that you know, like, yeah. people get really stressed about it. But, yeah, I guess you only do it once, though. Like, you only, like, you prepare for it, you do it once, and then the, I guess that's... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> in some ways, that's kind of... Yeah, that's it. And then you go perform, which is hard in one way, but it's uh, not in the same way. You know, it's a bit more endurance, but it's not the same. No, no, no. They definitely make it very hard, so if, if you can get through that, you know, you can get through anything else you need to do in your circus career. Um, yep. Which is a good way. I guess I should kind of explain for people who don't know. Ricardo is in his second year at ENC, um, there in Montreal. He trades aerial straps, which, you know, he's in his second year at you know one of the most prestigious schools in the world. Which would make you think that he was good at it, but not quite. Oh. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but then I fucked myself up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's not bad. He's not bad. If you get the chance, you should check his his stuff out. But yeah. I try. He tries. He tries. <laughs> he trades with Yuri, the man himself. <laughs> the man himself. The man himself, definitely. So that's yeah, been a couple of crazy, crazy weeks. You also, I remember last time we talked, you said you were gonna go watch some sort of a dance slash physical theater slash circus show. Was that correct? Yeah, but I did not end up going because I didn't have money. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> oh, the life of a circus performer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, well, that's that's funny. I guess that's more. <laughs> that's a very realistic thing to put in the show. You know, like you <laughs> you talked about going to watch a show, but realistically, you didn't have the money to go watch it. That, that's so, true. So you didn't go. And now we're just talking about the absence of a show that you did not see. Yeah, right. And what about um, you? Like, what's up on that part of the world? What's up on that part of the world? Um, I've Well, I've started trading circus again, which is kind of cool. It's pro- been about three or four months off. You know, when you, when you injure yourself, you're not really... Well, maybe you're counting the days, but it's just time, you know. But... Obviously, like, mentally with an injury, I thought I would just, like, boycott circus 
in its entirety. It feels awesome to be back, and I'm not sure if you saw it. I put some photos up. I, I flew a three high. Did you see that? I was at the top. Yeah, like the three highs and shit, eh? Oh, man, who knew? Yeah. Have you done that before? Have you been at the top, or...? That's scary, man. Yeah. It's uh, I've been on the top, but that's fucking scary. And you're a big dude, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm tiny as fuck, so it's kind of like manageable. But when you're huge, <laughs> yeah. When I actually once I once I said that, I then realized very quickly. I was like, oh, you wouldn't be anywhere else in the three high. Like, you're only gonna be on the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can um, middle someone like Annalise though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you could be in the. Th- Whatever. Oh, wow. It was super fun. It was so fun. And I was... My immediate thought was I want to keep doing this. The two who was middling and porting me, they were both... Like, happy to do it? You know. I'm quite a heavy guy, so they're like, we only got a couple of these in us. And I'm just like, again, 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 you know, um, after doing it the first one. Um, but it's not... It's high, but it's also not as high as you think. Like, I could just... I very comfortably... I'll post a video at some point soon, but I very comfortably just kind of jump off the top. You know how you just direct down, you know, grab hands and then lower down. And I just do that off the top, which I didn't expect I would be able to do, but it's a pretty comfortable height to just jump off. Yeah, well, I guess if the base is the same height as you, yeah, but I don't know. I don't feel comfortable at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> shitting your pants. Oh, I was the tallest in the combination. Like... So I was the tallest person at the top, oh. which made it look really funny. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I was doing, been doing that. I'm just in Canberra here, keeping busy because Canberra. I mean, you don't know, but there's yeah, there's not much to do here. It's quite rural, although it's like the capital of Australia. It's just a little bit. It's like gentrifying slowly, but it's still it's still got its ways to go. It's really slow. Yeah, it's really slow. Yeah. Um, but I'm back. I'm back to Melbourne in about. A week, well, on Monday, on Monday I'm back. Oh, wow, that's good. Yeah, it's good. It's heaps good, yeah. So, yeah. Where are you living at? In Melbourne, where will I be living? Yep. I have a friend who does this boylesque male circus strip cabaret show that he does in Vegas. I may have mentioned it before. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, he's going back up to Vegas, and so... I'll just be taking his room, just kind of central Melbourne, well, southeast, like Paran, Windsor area. That all kind of meshes to me. They're not really different places. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, as, I, as I'm saying this, I'm like, you've never been to Australia, nor do you know any of, yeah, the specific suburbs within a city. And where are you going to train? Nika? Yeah, I'll train some at Nika, some at... There's a, there's a studio called Blue Studios. It's basically just a, a warehouse that some people have built half of it, their home, and then the other half, a circus studio. It's just like a small little space. Kind of kind of like the Shepherd, though. Not really, though. Okay. Um, but, but actually half, half the size. And no staging. Actually, it's really nothing <laughs> like the chapter. <laughs> like, it doesn't have a flying trapeze. It doesn't. It doesn't have seating banks. Just disregard <laughs> that. What I said before. But it's yeah. It's a small kind of studio that yeah. You come in and it's cool. It's kind of out of the blue. It's in the suburbs and you don't expect it to be there. And it's there. Yeah, it's cool. It's a nice. I mean, what it lacks in equipment and stuff, like with community and and vibe, it. 
it definitely builds. Like the culture, it's really fun. You go in there and everyone's welcoming and that kind of thing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. Uh, sometimes it's better to train in a place that is like that, that like full equipped and, like, and people treat you like shit, you know? Totally. Because you would know, I mean, we don't want to get too much into it, but you would know in an institute, it can definitely have this standoffish feel and it's... It's a bit um, separate from what the circus community really is when yeah. you leave a circus school. It has a bit of a different vibe, don't you feel? Like it's not, it's not yeah. as welcoming. I feel like the trainings are also like really chill and like you're like more open to like new ideas and stuff. While in a school you have your ideas and you want to get through that and the winter is shit so you're like also living like shitty mind state. <laughs> so it's kind of challenging for everyone but yeah. Yeah, I can totally get that. <laughs> yeah, you can get in a bit of a rut when you're there. And also, obviously, it's a bit more freeform as circus is in a, in a studio like that because there aren't people training you where in a school it is like a school where people are training you, which then it already has form, which then makes it inherently the way it is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I've enjoyed my time in Canberra like more than I really thought I was going to. I've been driving... It's... It's a weird, like, tidbit, but I've been driving a Pajero. It's just been a kind of interesting thing I've been doing. So a Pajero... Uh, oh, I'm just saying a Pajero. It's like a... Like a... Like a... Like a four-wheel drive. Do you know, like a big... Kind of like a bush basher. Like a car you would take. Not a truck. Like, it doesn't have a tray. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know much about cars, so I don't know how to explain it. So not a sedan... And not like a little hatchback that women usually drive, but I don't know why <laughs> some cars are feminine and some aren't. So it's like a truck, a, a truck, but smaller? A smaller truck? Um, no, it's not a truck. It's like, do you know when people are in, not on the road, like an off-road yeah. car? Yeah, like big wheels and, like and it's like really good suspension and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happens, you wouldn't see quite a lot in Australia, people here, we just call them wankers, drive them around on the... <laughs> they just drive them in the city. Um, no, no, they're not wankers. Some people do it legitimately because, you know, they have a family and it's, and it's got more seats. It's got more seats, so they need to... And they need to fit more people in the car and, you know, soccer mums or whatever and they need to, you know carry all the equipment and their kids and all the gear but my friend while I'm here in Canberra because it's a place that you can't really drive around um you can't really get around public transport without driving so one of my friends has offered me a he just has like a disposable car which is a foreign concept to me he has multiple cars in which he can just lend me one and one of them is this four-wheel drive and I'm driving it around Firstly, I was getting used to driving back on the other side of the road, I guess. Yeah. But it's this weird, like, power trip. Like, you, you feel you powerful? Yeah, I feel so powerful. I'm just driving around, and I feel like I own the road. At first, I felt inferior to the, to the vehicle, and now I'm kind of adopting it. Because, you know, I went in at first, and I was like, oh, this isn't, you know, I don't belong here. This is this isn't me, and now I'm just owning it, and I'm like, yeah, this is my car, you know, I'm rocking, and I feel like I should. Do you know how truck drivers pass each other and they do that little wave, like they kind of do a bit of a t 
tip of the hat or bus drivers do it. And it's a bit of like yeah. an acknowledgement, like, yeah, we own the roads. Like, we're, we're the lions of this, this concrete jungle. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, um, yeah, it's funny. It's a little bit of... They don't even have to... Yeah, it's a bit of respect. They don't even have to know each other. It's and ours. So, uh, I think I've gotten a bit power hungry, and I feel like even in, in my little four-wheel drive, I could do that. And I tried it a couple of times. But no one's waved back. You know, like I see a little four-wheel drive pass and I'm like, yep, yeah, we're, we're together, buddy. Me and you. And what do the people do? Like just ignore you and keep driving or? Oh, yeah. They just, they walk past like, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? I'm just, I'm just trying to get my kids to work. And um, I'm just trying to get my kids to work. No, I'm just trying to get my kids Still, to school. Stealing your kids like fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What are you? Yeah, what are you doing? Why, why are you kids go to work? Some sort of. I should have reported that really if that's what he was doing. Some sort of slave labor there. Anyway, I realize I've been talking about something that isn't circus for a very long time. I can't remember the last thing I've mentioned about circus, but yeah, we're probably running out of time, so we should yeah. wrap it up. Okay, yeah, for sure. It's funny because we didn't really talk about. We discussed a couple of things before doing this, but we didn't talk about how we would sign off. True. Maybe, I don't know, should we do something special? Do you want to sing a song? <laughs> Let, let's, maybe later we'll think of a song so it's good and then sing it. But for now, thanks for listening, I guess, guys. Like, this is really awesome that we have a medium that is so accessible and that people can listen. So thank you in advance for listening. Or give it a try, though. <laughs> yeah, or giving it a try and then realizing, oh, that's something I'll never listen to again. Hopefully we see you on the next episode because, yeah, it's only going to get better. Like, we're learning as you guys are. So, yeah. All right, take it easy. See you guys. Ciao. Castaneda. Thanks for listening to The Lost Boy's Guide to Circus.